Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our victorious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who calls us his brothers and sisters, his friends, his disciples, but through his life, death, and resurrection, he calls us blessed, his blessed saints. May this precious gift through the blood of Christ lead us to truly and rejoice and be glad in our salvation. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow saints, blessed. Jesus used that word nine times in the familiar Holy Gospel lesson that we heard today. But what does it mean, really? It's not a word that has much currency in our world today. Occasionally, you'll hear people say, I'm so blessed, usually when something good happens to them. The word gets used a lot more often here in the month of November as we look forward to celebrating Thanksgiving and we hear the admonitions to count our blessings. But what does it really mean to be blessed? Well, I find it helpful when wondering about the meaning of words to pick out their opposite and then think about the contrast. So what is the opposite of blessed? Well, the first word that comes to mind might be cursed. I think that's true. I also think there's another word that's the opposite of blessed in a very practical sense, and therefore one that is better able to help us understand the readings for today and understand this day that we celebrate, All Saints Day. And I think that word is success. Success. Now, at first, those two words might seem to be the same. And I think it is true that the word success has actually replaced the word blessed in our world today, and maybe even in some churches. Certainly, we we want to have success. We want to be successful, however you define that, whether it's in terms of money or career advancement or the number of people that we have gathered here in church, or whether it's the number of people who follow you on social media, whatever you think success is for you. And that's the the focus for many. It's what defines them and what they put all of their effort and energy into, doing whatever it takes to be a success. And if they achieve it, then they think they are truly blessed. But that brings me to the reason why I think success is the opposite of blessed. Success is the opposite of blessed because the doer is different. Success is what I do. It's what I achieve. But blessed, blessed is what God does. It's what God gives to me. To be a success or a failure is to be defined by the world's standards. To be blessed or cursed is to be defined by God's standards. And those are vastly different things, polar opposites, actually. For God sees things quite differently than we do. 
And if you need a demonstration of that, just look in your bulletin at, the, at our gospel text and run down that list of who is blessed from those words of Jesus in Matthew 5. Are those who you consider to be blessed? Being poor in spirit? Being beggars before God? Mourning, sorrowful over sin and death? Meek, humble? That's somebody who gets walked on and taken advantage of, isn't it? Hunger and thirst for righteousness? Yearning for that rightness with God that we don't have by ourselves? Being merciful? When you have to stop what you're doing and go out of your way, give up yourself and what you have to help somebody else out, somebody that maybe doesn't even deserve it, mercy is hard work. Being pure in heart, purity is scoffed at today. Peacemakers, yeah, right, ever try to do that? It doesn't seem to work too well. Those persecuted for righteousness' sake, for Jesus' sake, If your mind is set on success and, and thinks in those terms, then this list really is quite the opposite of that, isn't it? To our world, and even to us who are bombarded with the thinking of this world every day, this isn't blessed. Some might think that these are even uh, a list of, that, of things that are being cursed. Or what about that reading from Revelation? Those in John's vision of heaven. Who are they? Well, we're told. Those, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They are Abel, murdered by his brother. Joseph, sold into slavery. Isaiah, who was sawed in half. Paul, who was stoned, beaten, shipwrecked, and then beheaded. The early Christians who were burned at the stake or thrown to the beasts as entertainment. Christians today who are killed simply because they will not deny Jesus and confess Muhammad. And you could fill in that list a hundredfold with people who lived long ago and yes, even people today. In this world and life, they looked anything but successful, anything but blessed. And yes, some might even say cursed. But what about you? Are you blessed? And if so, how do you know? Well, the thinking of the world is that if you're, you're blessed if good things happen to you. At least things you think are good. Things you consider to be good. But on the other hand, these verses that we've just gone through seem to be saying you're blessed if bad things happen to you. Things you think are bad and consider bad. Or when life is difficult. But by either of those standards, it's rather subjective, isn't it? It's up to you and how you think. If things are going well or not. But really, it's not that way at all. Good things happen to all people and bad things happen to all people. You simply can't judge by that. You can't judge blessedness in terms of success or ease, burden or struggle, or by whatever you think is good or bad. God and his gifts are not 
so subjective or uncertain. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, here's how you know. You know you are blessed because God says so. Because God says so. And what God says is true. Always. He who calls, he who he calls blessed is blessed. And he, he who he calls cursed is cursed. Remember, God is the judge, not you and me. So you may not think you are blessed. You may not feel it or look it. You may have had such an awful, terrible, no good, very bad year that you have trouble coming up with even a single blessing to count at Thanksgiving. Instead, you may feel cursed, weak, dumped on, down and out, maybe feeling the farthest thing from blessed. But if that's so, hear these sure and certain words of St. John that we heard in our epistle text. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The word blessed isn't used there by John, but he's talking about it, isn't he? Because he's talking about not about what we do, not about what we accomplish or achieve, or what we feel or think, but about a more definite reality, about what's given to us by God. And that even though we are blessed now, that may not look like, or it may not be what it looks like or feels like now. A worldly mindset that thinks in terms of success doesn't know us as blessed. But what we will be has not yet appeared. Or to put that in other words, that blessing is still hidden for a while. We'll see it later when Jesus appears. John got a glimpse of it, that vision of heaven, that later and not yet. And he wrote it for us. That though we do not see it, we would believe it now. We believe that blessing is not a matter of success or sight, but rather of gift and faith. Now, it's not wrong to be uh, successful. It's not bad to be successful. It's just not the same thing as being blessed. Or think of this too. How many people have been cursed by success? Who in the pursuit of what they think is success have lost more than they gained? So perhaps it's our addiction to success that has blinded us to what blessedness really is. But All Saints Day calls us back to see once again the truth, to see once again what true blessedness is and where it can be found, not in what we do accomplish or achieve, but in Christ and in Christ alone. Christ, who was not a success by worldly standards, by the end of his life, he didn't have that many followers, and those that he did have weren't very good. They kept getting it wrong. They were slow to understand. They ran away in fear. And in the end, Jesus was arrested, convicted as a criminal, crucified as a criminal, hung between two evildoers as a curse. 
Yes, Jesus was cursed. God even said so. Jesus, true God and true man, was cursed by God and man. But that truth is why there is such a thing as All Saints Day. Because he was cursed for you and me. He was cursed with your curse, that you would be blessed with his blessedness. That you, a sinner, would be in Christ, and in Christ you would be a saint, his saint. A holy man, a holy woman, because your sin is forgiven, your curse, it's taken away. For to be a saint is not what you do. It's not to be a successful Christian in the eyes of the world or through your own efforts. Rather, it's what Christ has done for you. It's what Christ has given to you. And not just for you, but for people, as John saw and told us, of every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. For God blesses for the long haul. You know, we tend to be day-to-day or year-to-year people living with blinders on, forgetting the past and too consumed with the present to even worry about the future. And so we want our blessedness here and now, where we are looking. And if we don't see it, then we think it's not there. But maybe we're just not looking in the right place. So again, All Saints Day helps us out. All Saints Day takes the blinders off. We look at those in the past, that great cloud of witnesses who were blessed, who many didn't, who maybe didn't even look blessed. But now we can look back and see how God was working. And we could look at future blessedness that God has waiting for us in his son, Jesus. And you, Jesus says, You are blessed. He is working. He is blessing. And that glorious future and eternal blessedness awaits you. It awaits you for in Christ, your robes are washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb already, right now. The blood of the Lamb washed upon you in baptism, in absolution, and in the Holy Supper. The blood of the lamb shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. The blood of the lamb who became your curse to give you his blessedness. And this blessing is not limited to just those things we think are good and desirable. But who blesses you at all times. And we rejoice in that not only for ourselves, but especially today for those who have gone before us who are safely home. For those John saw, those we remember in our hearts, those that we miss terribly, Micah, Sharon, June, and Aaron, all of our loved ones who have died in the faith. While we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. For a more glorious day is breaking. Yes, there they are, in glory, blessed. 
the host arrayed in white, at rest in Christ. And here's the cool thing. They join us every week at the Lord's table. We confess that in our liturgy, right? We say with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. They join with us, and you know what? One day, we will join them. Though now is still the time of great tribulation, no tribulation can stop the God of all blessing from blessing you. So fear not. Do not worry. Rejoice and be glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Not because you're so successful, but because Jesus is. And so you are blessed. Amen.